Matthew chapter 7, if you want to find that portion of scripture, we're going to talk tonight about uh, avoid getting in a hurry, avoid getting in a hurry as we continue to minister along the lines of building wisely. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24 through 27 uh, reads this way. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded, what? On the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Then if you would, turn with me once again to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to be reading the 10th and the 11th verse. And this is Paul uh, communicating to the church. He said, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it, or pay specific attention to how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And then our last reading is Hebrews chapter 6 and the first three verses. Therefore, leaving or departing the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ or the foundational truths, or the origins or the beginnings of Christ in our life, let us go on or move towards perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this, this we will do if God permits. This week we're going to be talking about uh, the second a principle of Christ, which is faith towards God. And I've written in your notes that repetition is how our minds are renewed and how we remember when we are tempted, tested, or our faith is on trial. Repetition, 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 repetition. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Every time we hear it, it's beneficial to us. It helps us because through that repetition, We are being equipped to live a life of faith. And faith comes, and then faith can be used. Once we have it, we can apply it, and we can see God glorified. So if we don't get established in the first principles of Christ, we are in danger of having a faulty foundation spiritually, and we run the risk of not progressing in our relationship with Christ. And that would be tragic. It would be tragic to just stay at the same place year in and year out in our relationship with Christ. Scripture says we should go from faith to faith and glory to glory. It should be a progressive walk with Christ, an ongoing walk with our Savior. We don't want to get stuck. There might be times where we rest or we might say we plateau, but we never settle. We keep moving forward. You know, sometimes we need to rest because... We've been in a battle and we need a time uh, where the Lord just comes and refreshes us. But he constantly is renewing and equipping us to go forward in life in our relationship with him. So, for example, for example, 
Without faith towards God, a person is in danger of trusting something or someone other than Jesus Christ and his atoning work on the cross for their salvation. Now, let's go back and sort of look at and examine for a moment and talk about avoiding getting in a hurry. Each and every one of the texts that I read talked about a foundation and talked about someone building. And anyone who's ever built anything knows that the foundation is first. It's important. Without it, you're not going to have a sturdy or strong structure. And without a sturdy or strong structure, it's not going to stand the test of time or it's not going to go through the storms of life. And so a good builder is really paying attention to the early work that's being done on the building site. They want the excavator to do a good job. They want the dirt work to be done correctly. They want the footings to be the right kind of footings. Uh, because pretty soon those footings are going to be upholding something. And no one really walks into a beautiful home and says, what a beautiful foundation. What they say is, what a beautiful living room, what a lovely kitchen, what a grand master bedroom. You don't see the foundation, but without it, you don't have anything of beauty. You don't have anything that's functional or operational. You don't have a safe space to live. And therefore, we want our lives to be built on the firm foundation. There are some people, they get in a hurry, and Jesus said it's like those that build on a sand. They, they, they don't want to take the time to dig until they hit bedrock. They don't want to dig. They just aren't willing to go through the process to make sure that their foundation is firm. And it's unfortunate because the storms are inevitable, as Jesus said. Storms came to both building sites. Storms come to all of our lives. And when we're prepared for the storm, we're going to weather the storm. We're going to make it through the storm. And we may have a little cosmetic work to do. There might be a little structural work to do. But overall, the building's going to continue to stand. I, I, I think it's really amazing uh, with some of today's engineering and technology that they're actually building homes in the regions where they have hurricanes that windows can sustain uh, I mean, uh, forces up to like 150 miles an hour. I, they didn't have that 50, 75, 100 years ago. Uh, you know, you're just at the peril of a storm. But the way that they're building and, and constructing today in those danger zones is absolutely phenomenal. And the way those, those uh, products are rated, it really makes people feel safe, like they can stay in their home. They can maybe make it through the storm. And... Uh, Take all of those examples, and you know what to do with them. Just draw the line over to your walk with Christ. It's worth taking your time to make sure you have a good foundation because tests and trials and tribulations are promised to each and every one of us, and we want to make it through them all well, and we can. And that's God's desire. That's why we have to just avoid getting in a hurry. Avoid getting in a hurry. I've been on job sites before and people get in a hurry. And you guys know and gals know who have been at job sites, when someone gets in a hurry, someone's about to get hurt. Something's going to get overlooked. And uh, whether it's them on a ladder with, without the ladder being properly positioned or 
them working around someone and not being aware of who's underneath them and what they're doing and someone on top dropping debris down on somebody else. There's just too many possibilities of someone being hurt. I'll tell you a funny story that when I was in Votech, my junior and senior years, only in, uh, in classes three hours a day, I just took the required classes because uh, I got accepted to the building program. So I was on site three hours a day, five days a week, uh, building homes. And uh, and we were we were pulling wire, and I was out hooking up electricity to the box. This was my senior year, and um, I yelled, I yelled that I was getting ready to pull wire and start hooking uh, the lines up. And I said, "Is everything off?" And I heard a guy said, "Yes," but he wasn't saying yes to me; he's saying yes to somebody else. So I grabbed the 220 and I went to go put it in the box and it threw me from one side of the garage to the other. Thankfully, it did not grab me. It threw me. But for two weeks, Doug was in a sling and my left arm was severely damaged as far as nerve damage. Thankfully, it's fully functional and usable today. And every now and then I have a little problem, but that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, that's an example of, of what can happen at a job site. Well, and just imagine if it's, there's people that, you know, get shocked spiritually and some never recover. They're, they don't have a good foundation and, and they don't have a way, uh, uh, you know, to make it through the storm. So, we have to avoid getting in a hurry. I know it's fun to see the walls go up. I know it's great to see, you know, uh, all of the things happen. But it would be a tragedy. Just think about it. If if you put the walls up and then and then the drywall guys came in and then a week later your plumbers and electricians show up and have to tear off all the drywall. It's a lot more work doing remodeling than it is taking your time to do it right the first time. The first one. So let's take our time. Sometimes we get in a hurry. We want to know, we want to know, we want to know, we want to know, because we feel sometimes if we know something, you know, even if it's just on the surface level, then somehow there's, there's some magical, you know, thing that's going to happen. And it's slow and steady, Eddie. That's what wins the race. It's just taking it easy, just knowing that it's going to take some time to get this foundation in place. And so it is with faith towards God. Uh, faith towards God is faith that is fully and wholly focused on God and not on anything else for salvation. One sanctification. It's God alone and nothing else. We talked last week about repentance from, and what are the next two words? Dead works. Dead works are things that we do that don't produce anything. Nothing life-giving. It's just, and uh, we would call that the works of the flesh, not the work of the Spirit. So Jesus gave us a great example and a great lesson on faith when he talked about have faith in God. And I, I've given you those texts there. And uh, and that is a portion of scripture that you really need to hang around because not only did Jesus instruct us to have faith in God, he defined what faith in God looks like. What faith in God looks like. You believe that you receive it and you will have it. He also gave us one of the greatest enemies of faith, and that is unbelief or unforgiveness. Those two, those two trip more people up and cause their faith not to produce fruit than anything else. Someone who 
will not release others even though they've been released. They will not forgive even though they've been forgiven. And they will not believe even though they have the means to. Those were the two things that Jesus marveled at the most. Unbelief and people that had an unforgiving heart. So in Romans 1, 16 and 17... Paul is reminding the just shall live by faith. I want to land there just for a minute. This is a revelation or a truth that really changed Martin Luther's life. Martin Luther is known as the father of Reformation or church Reformation. And it was this truth, the just shall live by faith. Up until that time, the Roman Catholic Church had most of the congregants held hostage because they wouldn't allow them to read Scripture on their own. The only person that was allowed to read Scripture was the priest. So the people that sat in the congregation were never given the privilege of reading the Word of God and having the Holy Spirit reveal truth to them. And so they were held at bay and held at bondage. And as a result of that, the leadership was able to leverage the congregation through many forms of manipulation and coercion And as a result of that, there was indulgences that you had to pay off and there were prayers that you had to pray to those that were in purgatory in order to get them in paradise. And it was all fear-based and works-based. And then Martin Luther began to discern and have a burning in his heart that there's something very unholy, very unjust about this because he did have access to Scripture because he was a priest and he came to the conclusion that now in the New Testament, the just or those that are justified or those that have put their faith in Christ can live by faith in the Son of God. You and I are called to live by faith. Faith towards God is foundational, but don't get in a hurry because it's something that you'll use every day of your life. Don't get in a hurry. Uh, the, The adage is feed your faith and starve your doubts. Keep feeding your faith. If you're struggling with something that Scripture says, stay there long enough. Don't get in a hurry until it registers. Don't move on. Don't move on to putting drywall up until the plumbing and the electricity is in. Don't get in a hurry. Too many people get in a hurry. Yeah, I know I have to have faith towards God, but you're struggling with something and stay there till you work through the struggle. Dig deep enough to where you're building on a firm foundation. You have questions. Don't. Go and try to answer 10 other questions. Get that one answered first and then move on to others. So many people are in a hurry today. It's just part of the trap of the times that we live in. But don't get caught in the trap. Okay. Galatians 3, 1 through 9. Paul had a concern. Paul had a concern for the believer. And I put there uh, under Romans 1. These are the five theses that that uh, Martin Luther and the other priest came to agreement about that they were going to be committed to the rest of their ministry. And I wrote them down, only the word, only faith, only grace, only Christ, only glory to God. Isn't that good? That's good. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 through 9, Paul had a concern for the believers who started off in faith and now were trying to progress or mature in their relationship with God through keeping the law or through works of the flesh. This is a problem that is still prevalent today. And I'm going to end by telling you a story about a building or a structure that's in uh, Kaliningrad, uh, 
Russia, and it's called the House of Soviets. And this is a this is a building that is is 28 stories tall. It's been sitting empty for decades because the builders wanted to build it in record time and didn't do the foundation work they needed to. And as a result of that, this is a very heavy building. It's a concrete building. It's a prefabricated concrete concrete building. So you can imagine the weight that they were putting each story as they built is a steel and concrete structure building, and you can see pictures of it on the Internet. And this building is tilted, and no one has ever occupied it, and it has sat vacant for decades. And it stands in the middle of town, some of the most expensive real estate in that area, but no one wants to do all the excavating work and pay the money to get rid of it because it would be a lot of work and a lot of pain. But isn't that unfortunate? And what happened is they got in a hurry. They were going to build it in record time. They were going to build the biggest and tallest building in town in record time. And pride got in the way and prevented that structure from ever being usable. May our life never reflect that. May we take the time so our life can be used for the glory of God, so we can be a witness for the person of God. And so not only should we understand why repentance is so important, we need to take our time and understand the value of faith. And what is faith? Faith is wholly depending on God. Not only for our salvation, I put in your notes, for our sanctification, and that means the ongoing work after salvation for our maturing, for our fruit-bearing. Amen? Amen. To help us with all of our humanity. Can I say that one more time? To help us with all of our humanity. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.